The Pistons lose tonight 104-122 to the Atlanta Hawks, but Killing Hayes has his best game of the season. We'll talk about all that in today's episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Pistons Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. You can also find us over on YouTube at either Locked On Pistons, which if you guys haven't checked out our channel, make sure you go check it out, subscribe to the channel. We appreciate all of that. Or you can check out my personal YouTube at Kuz Ballroom. You can also find out some of my articles over at Detroit Bad Boys. But if today's your guys' first time listening to the podcast, again, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your platforms, all your podcast platforms, as well as YouTube now. Like I said, at Lockdown Pistons. But the Pistons lost tonight's game. I'm recording this immediately after the game tonight or last night when you guys will be listening to this against the Atlanta Hawks, 122 to 104. We have some positives to take away from this game, a lot more positives to take away from this game, I feel like, than the first two games against the Chicago Bulls. Uh, but we also still have some negatives, uh, some big uh, – I, I, let's not say big negatives, but definitely some, some I think, things that should say – so say some negative things about some players moving forward in the rotation. We'll talk about that later on. And also, uh, I'm going to keep you guys updated. While I'm recording this, I have my Twitter up. I'm watching for the quotes from Dwayne Casey. We're going to get explanation, hopefully, on why we did not get Killian A's at all in the fourth quarter. If we don't, I'm just going to give my opinion and why I think it was stupid not to play him. Uh, but I'll wait. I'm going to keep refreshing. I'll make sure to let you guys know if we get an, uh, an answer from Dwayne Casey. But until then, let's talk about some of the positives from, from tonight's game or last night's game against the Atlanta Hawks. So right off the bat, I think obviously the biggest positive has to be Killian Hayes' performance. Uh, Killian Hayes had his best game of the season. He had 12 points, three assists, zero turnovers, a steal, and a block, and was playing some pretty good defense on Trey Young for the majority of the game. Uh, he came out, struggled a little bit in the first quarter again. Uh, he missed his first two shots of the game. Uh, it looked like it was going to be another rough game for Killian Hayes, but then he came out. He had a uh, a catch and shoot three from the top of the key, which his catch and shooting threes they look really smooth. They look way better than off the dribble right now. Uh, there's no swing of the legs. They, he hit two threes this game, and both of them looked really good. He shot immediately with confidence, with no hesitation. It was great to see. He made two of them, so he shot two or three from deep. And overall, once he started hitting some shots, he hit some free throws as well. He started playing a little bit more aggressive, a lot, actually a lot more aggressive, to be honest, and was actively looking for his shot. Now, he still shot 4 of 11 from the floor, but he ended the game with 12 points. He was a lot more aggressive. He started to see the ball drop a little bit more, and that led to uh, better play for the Pistons as a whole. The team was only being outscored by six points when Killian was on the floor. They lost by 18, and this game really blew out of proportion at the end of the third quarter. When he came out the game, the Pistons were only down by, I believe, six or seven points. And then as soon as he came out the game, they brought this bench unit in at the end of the third. The lead really blew up. So, But, yeah, Killian Hayes definitely, I think, is the biggest, maybe not the biggest contributor tonight, but definitely the biggest positive tonight because of how he played in the first two games. Fans were really waiting to see him play well, and he gave the, the, the fans a really nice game tonight, I thought. Uh, looked really nice out there. And if he can play like this, continue to be aggressive like this, more shots are going to continue to fall. Uh, he had a few bunnies that I thought he missed as well at the rim. Uh, that he could have finished. Uh, so once once the once he starts to hit some of these, he's going to look even more even better on the floor. So 
definitely a step in the right direction. You wanted to see that, and he gave you guys that. Uh, next positive, the Pistons went ahead and started Kelly Olenek tonight in place for Jeremy Grant, who missed tonight's game with elbow infection, which I've never heard that before. I've heard elbow soreness, but I've never seen a guy miss a game because of elbow infection. infection. Uh, but it is what it is. Jeremy Grant missed tonight's game, and so did Kate still. You guys already know that. But Kelly Olenek started in place for Jeremy. They slid uh, Sadiq Bay down to the two and started Josh Jackson at the three. We'll talk about all that later on. But first, Kelly Olenek had a great game. He scored the Pistons' first eight points. He was really their only source of offense the entirety of the first quarter, him and Josh Jackson. Uh, and Kelly looked really good out there. He had 21 points, six rebounds, four assists. Uh, he did turn the ball over a little bit too much, three turnovers. That was something that a lot of the, the big guys were doing. A lot of them, him, uh, Isaiah Stewart, Luca Garza, even Trey Lyles, they all kept trying to dribble the ball off a rebound. They turned the ball over a lot off of those. Uh, you, you have to assume the game probably would have been a lot closer if they did not do that because Killian Hayes cut his turnovers down to zero. And the team looked a lot better with him on the floor because of that. He wasn't turning the ball over. But his big men were turning the ball over in that second quarter and in the third quarter as well. And that really kind of ballooned the deficit. But either way, Kelly Olenek played really well tonight. Uh, I Honestly, again, you guys know before the season, I wanted to see Kelly Olenek start. I don't think he's going to continue to start. Obviously, it's just because Jeremy Grant was out. Uh, but I think you saw what having him out there could do for a lineup like that with Killian Hayes in the floor. I hope they play Killian Hayes and Kelly Olenek together. Uh, I think that's a good duo, and they've worked well off each other because the Killian needs that spacing. Uh, but either way, Kelly Olenek played really well tonight with 21 points. Another positive, Sadiq Bey with another game, another game of showing us some improvements. He had 21 points tonight. He shot 8 of 60 from the field. He got his three-point shot to start falling a little bit late in this game. He shot 3 of 8 from deep. He had 7 rebounds and 3 assists. I'm just going to say this about Sadiq. It's been three games, not a big enough sample size for me to just go ahead and declare it. But again, like I told you guys in the last few episodes, he's proven me wrong each game, and I'm loving seeing it. I think people, uh, a lot of you guys, or actually not even a lot, let me not insult you guys, not a lot of you guys, but some of you guys seem to forget that I'm rooting for the same team as you, and I'm want, I want to be wrong about players if I doubt them. I want these players to succeed. And Sadiq Bey is proving me wrong right now. I'm happy about it. He's showing some, the processing that he's showing when he has the ball in his hands is things I didn't think he'd ever be capable of doing. The passes that he's doing, uh, in the pick and roll. He's not really making very many um, next level reads, but as you guys know, I wasn't asking for him to make next level reads. We just needed him to see, need him to be able to make the simple reads. And he's doing that in the pick and roll, hitting the roller. When the big man comes to him, he's hitting the drop off man and uh, Isaiah Stewart. He's not making the next skip corner reads. He doesn't need to do that, but he's making the right reads to really expand his game right now. And it, he showcased like some pretty nice moves with the ball in his hand. He had this one spin move he did coming off a pick and roll span on the uh, drop defender, which happened to be Trey Young. I don't know what happened there that he was a drop defender, uh, but he spanned on, on Trey Young and finished with the left hand over John Collins at the rim. It was really nice. Uh, but yeah, Sadiq Bay continues to have a strong season thus far. Uh, it, it's really good what they're seeing from him. And, you know, again, I, I'm happy to be wrong about it. I'm happy that he's proven me wrong. Uh, and hopefully he continues to do it because I'd love to see it. Uh, but, yeah, those are three pretty big positives, I would say. Uh, honestly, the entire starting lineup I thought played pretty well. Isaiah Stewart, he had a quiet game, but it was a 13-7-5 and five quiet game. He played really good, uh, shot 6-9 from the field, had four blocks tonight. I didn't even know that until I looked at the box score just now. My God, four blocks. Uh, yeah, Isaiah Stewart played pretty well tonight. He's He's been – I feel like Isaiah Stewart's been kind of steady just quietly throughout the first three games. He's just He hasn't been bad. He hasn't been absurdly great either, but he's just been like steady good. And it's just like quiet about it. It's not really, no one's really talking about it, but he's, he's been pretty good. And then also Josh Jackson, he played really well in the starting lineup tonight. 
He had 18 points, 7 of 12 from the field. He once again started to showcase some of that calmness that I talked about in the preseason. Um, right now, I mean, he ended the game with 18-6 and 4, 4 assists, 6 rebounds. Um, he's passing the ball more, for sure. He's looking to pass the ball more. But the problem right now is, and it's a good step, it's a good stepping stone for Josh to be taking. But the problem right now for him that he finds himself in a lot is that his only read right now when he's looking for a pass is the roller. So he's trying to fit a lot of tough passes for himself. Uh, once again, you'd rather see him do that than force the shots he was forcing. He's trying to play make. He's trying to, you know, do more than just look to score. And that, he played really well doing that tonight. Uh, but that's going to be the next level of his his development. He's going to have to learn to make the next the next read. Once they take away the roller, you have to hit that corner or the wing or something like that because they're they're starting to close out on the roller. They know that he's doing that. You started to see it. Started to see it a little bit tonight against the Atlanta Hawks, but. Overall, Josh played a really good game, 18 points, six rebounds, four assists. Uh, he was a, a team best in the starting lineup, minus two on the night. Uh, he was just – the entire starting lineup, I feel like, just played really well. And then once you leave that, uh, we're going to talk about everything else outside of that, which is majority negatives, uh, and that's the bench unit in this second segment. But before we, before we get into any of that, let me tell you about some of our sponsors. First up, let me tell you a little bit about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend log in for all the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and all the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more about this at directtv.com. Yes, that's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. So let's go ahead and talk about some of the negatives for tonight's game. Uh, it was basically everything outside, I would say. Actually, let me not say everything. Uh, because there is one more bright spot off the bench that I guess I should probably talk about before we go straight into the negatives from the game. Um, Hamadou Diallo continues to be extremely impressive on the, the defensive end. Uh, he's making a lot of plays that just aren't on-ball plays. He's making rotations that, like, next-level defenders make. Uh, he's trapped. He's had a few times when he's just went out and trapped a guy. And, like, usually you don't want the, you know your players to go out and just randomly double-team a guy and leave the guy open. But he's picking smart positions. He's done this a few times in the first three games where he sees a guy juggle a catch maybe in the corner, and then he'll go and trap him because he knows he's uncomfortable, and it causes a turnover. He's done that a few times already. And usually you wouldn't want that to happen. So he, he's been absurdly good defensively, I feel like, on ball as well. Not just off ball, but on ball. So take both of those things. He's playing really well. He had, like, a DBU. If you don't know what DBU is, defensive back university is a, it's a joke about a guy looking like a cornerback on the field from football. Uh, he had one of those kind of pick six moments in the backcourt and, and was able to hammer down a, a nice two-handed dunk. Uh, but, yeah, Hamadou Diallo is playing really well, uh, and that should take us into some of the negatives. But first, before we get into that, make sure if you listen to this on YouTube, subscribe down below, leave a like button, comment down below. Uh, but most importantly, make sure you guys subscribe. If you haven't went over and checked out our YouTube channel, make sure you go over there now and, and hit that subscribe button. We really appreciate the support over there. And if you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, make sure you go down below and leave a five-star review. And I will uh, shout, your, shout out your review at the end of the podcast when I see it. Uh, and also, thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. Uh, but, yeah, talking about 
uh, Hamdou Diallo, that should lead us into the negative that we really need to talk about. Um, and that's Frank Jackson. That's where I want to start off with. There's a few other ones, but Frank Jackson is where I want to start off with. So Frank Jackson shot two of seven from tonight, uh, from the field tonight, oh of four from deep. He's really struggling on the season in totality. Obviously, it's only been three games, so I don't want to get too crazy about it. Um, but he's shooting 22% from three on the season, uh, 27% from the field. He just hasn't looked very good. And, you know, with Cade's uh, return coming soon, you have to assume it's – they said it's probably going to happen on the 30th. Uh, but with his return coming soon, one of these three guys, and Hamadou Diallo, Josh Jackson, and Frank Jackson are going to be out the rotation. And, you know, I feel like we've done a lot of flip-flopping throughout the offseason and going into the preseason, now into the regular season. Before the preseason, you guys heard me say over and over, I thought it was going to be Josh. I thought Josh possibly was going to be traded. Then heading into the preseason, what we heard from training camp – it sounded like that Josh was 100% in the rotation. Then as preseason played out, it looked like that Frank Jackson had earned himself a spot in the rotation, and it was going to be Hamadou Diallo that sat out. We even had Rod Beard under the podcast, the beat writer for the Detroit News, and he even said it looks like that Hamadou Diallo might be the one out of the rotation because of how Frank Jackson and Josh Jackson are playing. Three games into the regular season, now we're back to Hamadou Diallo. It's like he's secured his spot in the rotation. Now it's Frank Jackson who's fallen out because of how bad he's played thus far. Uh, the Pistons desperately, like the Pistons, in their, their shooting-wise as a team has been awful. They shot 27% from the uh, three-point line tonight. Their shooters are just really struggling. It's it's pretty bad to see. It's crazy, to be honest. I, I You wouldn't expect all their shooters to be shooting this bad, uh, but it is what it is. Frank Jackson is one of the main ones really struggling. And, you know, if he's not scoring, if he's not bringing that shooting, that spacing to the floor, uh, he's not he, – he's a liability outside of that. And – the, the worst part about it is that he's not one of those guys who just scores in the flow of the offense. It's not a bad thing, especially if you're really good at scoring, which he was last year. But he's not scoring in the flow of the offense. He's sucking up possessions. He's stopping the ball. He's looking for his shot. And, again, if you're a really good scorer like he was last year, that's good. But he's not doing that right now. So he's really just looking like a black hole in the offense. And he's really like a quick one, an easy guy to look at and be like, what's going on with that dude? Like if you were just a casual watching the Pistons game, he'd be one of the first guys you'd be like, come on, this guy's just ball hog and blah, blah. So Frank Jackson, probably I feel like has played himself out of the rotation. When K comes back, it sucks because the Pistons do need that added spacing. And the player that he was last year, they definitely need that this year off the bench. Uh, but he's, I, I think Hamadou Diallo has done enough to keep his style in the rotation. He's playing really well defensively. Uh, he's playing within himself offensively. But majority, his defense has just been really damn good. So I just don't see how you sit Hamadou Diallo through three games and the what the next two games before K gets back. So I, I think that Frank Jackson, again, has been a pretty bad pot uh, negative right now. Um, he's just, he's played really bad and it sucks to see. I liked Frank, uh, but through three games right now, it looks like that when K comes back, he may be the one out the rotation. Um, the next negative, which you guys could probably argue is, is a bigger black spot in the team than Frank Jackson right now. And that's Corey Joseph. Corey Joseph has been really bad this season. Uh, thus far, it's only been three games. I know I, I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to make it sound like I'm, I'm I'm painting the picture for the rest of the season. I'm just saying what's happened thus far, and thus far, Corey Joseph has looked really, really bad. Like I know you guys have said that, and we've all said. Let me not say you guys. I, I agree with you guys that Killian Hayes was really bad the first two games, but somehow Corey Joseph has been worse than Killian Hayes uh, by a decent margin. Corey Joseph has been really bad, and that's another thing that's just like flipped the script from last season and in the preseason. I mean, you guys remember in the preseason. I was saying that Corey Joseph looked like the stable veteran they still need. I'm shocked that he came back to the Pistons. He probably could be a backup on a contender. Like That's how good he looked last year in the preseason for the Pistons. Now, as soon as the regular season started, he's just like, I don't know what's happened. 
He shot 0-5 from the field tonight. He airballed a three in like the third quarter on top of his bad night. Uh, he was a minus 17 on the floor. He was part of the lineup at the end of the third quarter, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, that really uh, just blew the game wide open for the Hawks. Uh, they didn't really put up a fight at all. He's been pretty bad defensively. And then off- also offensively, he's just been non-existent. Uh, it's it's crazy. I didn't think that we'd see him struggle. And one of the main thing, one of the bad things I should say about this is that Corey Joseph is supposed to be one of your stable veterans. He's supposed to be there to provide stable play on the court. So if he's not providing stable play on the court, which he's not right now, I think it's not like Killian Hayes or one of the other young guys where you give him a leash and you're trying to develop them because they're that's the point of this season. Corey Joseph is just you know. He's supposed to be a stable veteran for you. He's just supposed to be there keeping steady play and showing examples. So if he's not doing that, how long do you give that of him not doing it until you just go into, you know, we're just going to, instead of doing this and watching him play bad, we're just going to have another young guy play bad instead and just develop him and try to help develop him and save and lead. So I, I, I don't know. I want to see how long Corey Joseph has a leash if he continues to play like this because his leash is not like the other young guys. The point of this season is to develop the young guys. So the young guys should have a longer leash. A veteran like him whose only job is to, supposed to bring steady play on the court, if he's not doing that, I mean, at what point do you just say, let's just develop Saban Lee instead? We're getting bad play anyways in the backup position. Let's do something that can help our future possibly. So I'd like to see what happens there. But, yeah, Corey Joseph and Frank Jackson, they're the two pretty bad negatives. Um, also, let's just, let's just say this before we move on to the next topic. The next top, topic will be about whether, like, why didn't Killian Hayes play in that fourth quarter? Uh, but before we get into that, let me just say I'm surprised that Dwayne Casey kept that lineup out there at the end of the third quarter and fourth quarter. It was a lineup of Corey Joseph, Luca Garza, Trey Lyles, Frank Jackson, and Hamadou Diallo. I am utterly shocked he kept that lineup out there for as long as he did. Uh, that lineup was part of the – like I've said many times, they, they were part of the lineup that just completely blew the lead wide open for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, I don't know – I thought you'd see Dwayne Casey make a quick sub at some point because the lead was moving up and up and up fast, faster and faster and faster. Uh, and he just, he, he rode with it. Um, you know, <laughs> it got pretty bad. So I'm trying to find where, it, so at the end of the fourth quarter, the Pistons were down by 16. Okay. It eventually ballooned up to 22 point lead for the Atlanta Hawks. It got up to a 23 point lead for the Atlanta Hawks. It got to a 24 point lead for the Atlanta Hawks. And we had yet to see any substitutions. And that was at around the seven minute mark of the fourth quarter. And we didn't see any substitutions or any changes from that, that, that lineup that was out there. And I'm, I'm honestly kind of shocked. The game was still in balance. The game was, I mean, Atlanta was really hot from three tonight. Uh, the Pistons probably weren't going to win anyways. They hit 12 threes. That doesn't really say the full story about how hot they were. I, they hit a lot of those in the first three quarters, and they were just killing the Pistons. A lot of them were like long, contested threes, too. They were really hot. Uh, but the overall, well, my overall point is that, you know, the Pistons were still in this game, and I'm shocked that Dwayne Casey rolled that lineup that was really struggling for as long as he did. Uh, it definitely shocked to me that he did that. But it is what it is. Not that big of a deal, I guess. Uh, the Pistons are 0-3. When we come back, we're going to talk about why didn't Dwayne Casey play Killing Hayes in this fourth quarter. And like I told you guys, I'm sitting here on Twitter from the, and I'm sitting on the beat writers, Twitter waiting to see um, an answer from Dwayne Casey on why he didn't play him in the fourth quarter. And let's see if we, uh, let's see if we got a, got an answer before we go to this next break. We have not gotten an answer yet. So hopefully by the time I read these ads, we get an answer from Dwayne Casey and why 
Killian Hayes did not play in the fourth quarter of his best game of the season where he actually was looking really good and by far the Pistons, the Pistons best point guard uh, on the floor. So we'll see if we get an answer for that. But first, like I said, let me tell you guys about some of our sponsors. First up, let me tell you about BetOnline AG. Betting is not legal in Michigan. And if you're anything like me, you want to take advantage of that instantly. However, there's one problem I constantly ran into. Which app do I use? Which betting app is the best to use? Which one is the best for me? That's why I found BetOnline. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Event Line is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Event Line, where the game starts. And then let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Rock Auto. If you ever need a part for your car, head to the store, go through a ton of confusing questioning. Just for one of the workers to tell you that they don't have the part that you're looking for, I know I have. That's why you should avoid all these problems. And rock with another one of our sponsors, rockauto.com. Find whatever part you're looking for on your computer or in your hand on your phone by using rockauto.com. Don't worry about having to create an account or making a membership. Just head over to rockauto.com and start shopping. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest and most reliable prices. Head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear Boss box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So let's go ahead and talk about why didn't Dwayne Casey play Killian Hayes at the end of the or in the fourth quarter at all? We're now three games of the season. Killian Hayes has not played the fourth quarter at all. The first two games, you want to say he was playing really bad. He didn't deserve to be in the fourth quarter. Go ahead. You can have that argument, even though I would argue that Corey Joseph looked worse. Uh, and the point of this season is developing, getting them fourth quarter minutes is would be good for him. Um, but I, I, I won't argue about the first two games because he didn't really deserve it, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but in this game, specifically where he's looking the best he has all season he's building confidence he's playing aggressive he's being not just playing aggressive he's he's playing with a level of swagger that he had at some points last season and that you know I've said this before about Killian Hayes Killian Hayes has like this this it's he's really a weird player to be honest because he has like this this swagger for me to me that like just vibes off of him but then, like, he goes through stretches of not having that swagger, like that not having aggressiveness. Like, you think of a dude, if you saw Keelan Hayes and the way he plays, he plays kind of flashy. And he, like, like I said, he just has vibes of swagger. And then he goes through stretches where he just isn't aggressive and he just doesn't play like a guy who has swagger. It's, it's, it's kind of confusing. Let me know if you guys know what I mean. I, I talked about that a little bit with some Pistons fans a few weeks ago, and they said they understood what I meant because they felt the same way. Let me know if you guys understand what I meant by that. Um, but, yeah. When he's showcasing that swagger and that aggressiveness, and he's playing well, he's hit two threes, he's hitting some free throws, he's getting to his spots. He was getting to his spots really all night uh, against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, he got to the rim a lot. He made a lot of good kickouts. Again, he probably could have had like six or seven assists tonight. Uh, the guys has hit outside shots. The Pistons perimeter shooting has been just dreadful thus far through three games. My God. Um, but, yeah, he was having his best game of the season, and, you know, he just didn't play at all. So it really makes no sense to me why he did not play. Uh, we're going to go ahead and check out James Edwards' Twitter right now. Let's go ahead and see if he has a tweet yet um, from Dwayne Casey. Let's see if they asked him anything about it yet. Um, nope, it doesn't look like we got an answer about why about why Killian Hayes did not play in the fourth quarter. I know I had some of you guys say to me that maybe he played 
Uh, maybe he didn't want to play Killian because, you know, the game kind of blew up a little bit and he didn't want to throw Killian back out there and ruin a good night that he had. Um, I, I guess I, I guess that you can see kind of the logic there, I guess. But then I also would argue that if a guy didn't play in the fourth quarter of the previous two games because he played bad and then he finally plays, he's playing really good, and then he still doesn't play in the fourth quarter because you want, you're not rewarding him, you rather him just go off on the good note, I would argue that doesn't make any sense especially when you bring in every other starter. It wasn't like if he kept all the other starters out, then okay, that would probably make more sense to me. He brought back Isaiah Stewart. He brought back Kelly Olenek. He brought back Sadiq Bey. He brought back Josh Jackson. He didn't bring back Killian Hayes. In fact, he took out Corey Joseph, and instead of bringing in Killian Hayes, we got random saving lead minutes at the end of the fourth quarter. The end of the fourth quarter. Not, not in the first half or in the third quarter. Like We got every other starter to come back into the game and then instead of Killian Hayes coming back in the game, we got random Saban Liebman's his first minutes in, in the fourth quarter, like in a random fourth quarter with the starters. How does that make sense? I need someone to explain that one to me. I don't, I don't get it. Um, I'm going to continue to wait to see if someone asks Dwayne Casey about this. Uh, I'm not in the media session today because I'm obviously like recording. Um, but uh, and I don't know if they would even let me ask a question, honestly. Um, I tried to get a question in last time I was in the media session. I think it was like three days ago. Um, but they only let like one question come through on Zoom, and that's why I'm, at, I'm on Zoom. And I was not one of the ones they picked to get a question in. So I don't even know if I'd be able to get the, this question in. But hopefully one – you'd have to assume someone else asked this question at some point. Um, I'll be sure to tweet it out and let you guys know. I'll, I'll comment it on the YouTube. On the, I'll pin the comment if we get an answer before it uploads. Um, but, yeah, it, it really shocked me. Uh, but we do have some quotes before we end the podcast I want to get from Josh Jackson. Uh, they asked him about Killian Hayes. Josh Jackson says, that's one thing I've been talking with him about. When he gets open shots, he's got to take them. I noticed he was hesitating beforehand, said he's been on him about – and then uh, Josh Jackson said he's been on him about being aggressive. He also went on to say he was happy with the way uh, Killian Hayes attacked tonight. He thought that he created good looks for the team. They just couldn't get any of them to fall. Um, Dwayne Casey also said – that I thought he did a good job playing with the pace, pushed the basketball, and he was des- decisive tonight. Um, Yeah, so yeah, Killian Hayes had a really good game tonight. And it's really shocking to me that he did not play in the fourth quarter. It just doesn't make any sense. If you guys have your own reasoning for why he didn't play in the fourth quarter, let me know in the reviews down below or in the comment section down below on, on, uh, on Lockdown Pistons' YouTube channel if you're watching it on there. Uh, but yeah, I think that's all I've got for you guys today for today's episode. I'm going to say this. The Atlanta Hawks game, it was a pretty fun game. I actually enjoyed watching it. The first two games against the Bulls, I did not enjoy watching those games. Those games were pretty bad. No scoring was going on. The Pistons couldn't score for their life. And the Bulls really weren't scoring like that either. So it was just a miserable game. Um, The Atlanta Hawks definitely got their points up. It was a fun game to watch. Uh, I think Killian made it a fun game. Sadiq made it a fun game. Kelly Olenek made a fun game. Stewart, Josh Jackson. The entire starting lineup, I thought, really did. I really think they played pretty well against the Atlanta Hawks and held their own. Uh, it, it really is a shame, I think. It, it's just que- it's questionable and confusing to me that we had that lineup out at the end of the third quarter going into the fourth quarter for that long and allowed the lead to balloon like that as, as much as it did without getting subs or any kind of change in. I thought the starters deserved better. I thought the starters played well enough to where they, they should have been in a game that had them closing and competing at least to the very end not, you know, blowout happening for the final five minutes and, you know, just playing meaningless basketball, basically. Uh, But, yeah, that's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms and also on YouTube, not at Lockdown Pistons. And like I've told you guys, at the end of every episode thus far, 
make sure if you guys are into fancy basketball, which I am, I told you guys in the last podcast, I was up by like 200, 300, 400. I must have like missed missed a day or something because I ended up losing by 150 points. I don't know how it happened. I was up by like 400 points like last time I checked two two or three days ago, and I ended up losing by 100. It sucked. But make sure you go check out Lockdown Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. He does a great job of giving you tips, uh, tips keeping you updated in the fantasy basketball season. He's a great job of hosting that podcast over there. So make sure you guys go make that your second listen of the day. But until Wednesday's podcast, I'll see you guys then. Have a great day, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed this Pistons game. Let me know what you guys' thoughts were about the game in the comment section down below or in the reviews if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts. And I will see you guys on the next one. Peace out, everybody.